The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi and praise the Lord everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13, San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV, Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 90 years and our prayer hall, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hunt Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will join closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. For many people in our viewing audience, the joy of the Lord is our strength. He can also be a source of strength to those whose life needs a new direction. The words to our church choir's first selection entitled, Do You Know My Jesus? 
is a question for everyone who hears this song to see if they could answer. Under the direction of Emilia Hahn, our church choir will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. The many talents of the men and women of our church band under my leadership will combine their God-given gifts to this upbeat tune note entitled, I Know God's Promise is True. Yes, TV viewers, God's promises are yea and amen.
What do you do, TV viewers, when you are faced with problems too difficult to bear? Or whom do you seek for comfort when you are all burdened with sorrow and pain? My best response to these questions is Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He can make the crooked path straight, which leads to victory. Our soloist, Associate Pastor Marvada Bing, will sing for us his inspirational song entitled, Jesus is Walking With Me. Accompanying our soloist will be Associate Pastor Trustee Evans Boat Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and myself on the piano. As we grow with Jesus, we read his words daily and try to follow his teachings. 
He is the greatest example for all mankind. Listen once again as our church choir sings its melodious tune entitled, Can't You Hear of My Lord Said? Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen. Coming up next will be the Carrillo Ensemble, consisting of Mrs. Johanna Carrillo and her three children, Deanna, Dean Jr., and Dion, to play a lively instrumental praising and lifting the name of Jesus to the highest. It is all-time favorite entitled, Washed in the Blood.
Jesus Christ, who became the sacrificial lamb for the whole world, died on the cross of Calvary, and through the shedding of his blood gave mankind a way to be set free. Just as you will hear the words of this song, sung by our men crusaders, the blood of Jesus can encompass you and protect you from sin. Listen as they blend their voice in the song entitled, Hide You in the Blood. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful number to Ms. Brenda Ayao Molokai. Your labor of love for the Lord, Brenda, will not go unnoticed or unrewarded. May Jesus continue to pour forth bountiful blessings in this life and that to come, pressed down and overflowing. Have a fantastic Sunday.
Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Philip J. Nuck, and I would like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in the continental U.S. for being audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSU, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KGZZ-TV, Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, Boston, Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV and Channel 20 in Grand, Grand uh, Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time on the Cable, five, Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, Please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in Homestead, Hawaii. Service at the Temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamaki Branch Church located at 1361 Polo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor large branch churches. Uh, services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai. By Pastor Kenneth M. Berry in Lahaina, Maui. By Pastor Walter I.T. Law in Hilo, Hawaii. By Pastor Leonard Kiwana Sano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai. By Pastor Helpers Farah in Bologo, Pinkwayan. And Pastor Vespers Farah in Presidente Minau, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. Have you desired to voluntarily contribute to support this telecast and Lord's work? You may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And I'd like to return the program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forward a Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Bill? Thank you, Jose. Life is full of problems. Then many people in the world today put their personal concerns ahead of Jesus. In spite of the message delivered in the song, Put Jesus First in Your Life, most often, we tend to put Jesus second, third, or even lower on our list of priorities. For many, it is a difficult decision to choose to be faithful to the Lord or to the world, even though we know what the correct choice should be. Perhaps, if we learn a little more about the Lord through sermons like the one I have entitled, People Whose Actions the Church Could Do Without, the decision to choose the Lord will be a whole lot easier. Some may say every member of the body of Christ, the church, is needed. While that is true, Jesus Christ and His church seeks help from those whose hearts and actions are right in His sight as they have willingly put their shoulders to the gospel wheel. Proverbs 4.23 instructs all mankind, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The heart within every man, woman, and child is key to serving the Lord Jesus Christ as clearly addressed in God's Word, the Bible. From our hearts, our mouths speak. 
As a child of God, we are only able to keep our hearts with all diligence through the power of God's Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Jesus Christ confirmed this truth in Luke 6:45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Hence there are people whose actions the church could do better without. Paul addresses in Philippians 3, 15 to 18, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which also so walk so as ye have us for an example. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. If one's actions demonstrate they are an enemy of Jesus Christ and the body of Christ, his church, we'd be better off without such enemies. It is our daily prayer that one, no one's actions within the church will fall under this category. As a spiritual example, let us examine eight actions the church could do without. First, the church could do without unfaithful actions. When we read an obituary in the paper that says that the late person was a member of a particular church, some may say, that's certainly not a surprise to me. We never saw him in church. He or she probably never paid their tithes, was never involved in God's work, and maybe even never was baptized according to Acts 2.38. Hence, the church or congregation may conclude that their actions were unfaithful in the Lord's sight. Becoming a faithful witness in the church does not mean we have to sing, preach, or teach, but will be demonstrated by our faithful attendance in daily prayers. Hebrews 11.6 relates, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Revelation 2.10 identifies God's heavenly reward to come. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Secondly, the church could do without living sinful lives. Instead of being a role model to others, they bring reproach to the church. Members who live in sin hurt the body of Christ, the church. Unbelievers offer excuses for not being a true born-again Christian and try to justify their sinful ways. They often will try to measure themselves to one who is not living the life by saying, I'm as good as that church member, therefore I'm right. Our faithful actions are many times the only gospel message unbelievers will read as they look for Jesus Christ in the way we live our lives. Jesus Christ proclaimed in Acts 1.8, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in all Samaria unto the uttermost part of the earth. A witness is someone who sees something happen and therefore can truly verify that it did happen. A witness is also, is also someone who testifies on behalf of another. When someone is on trial, a lawyer may bring a character witness to testify and both the client and the case is benefited from that testimony. Likewise, Jesus Christ uses witnesses whose lives testify to the saving grace. For by grace are we saved. It is the gift of God. Therefore, dear television viewers, if we are members of the body of Christ, God's church, and have sinned in our lives, we come a witness 
against Jesus Christ and his church. Paul teaches us in Colossians 3, 5 to 10, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime when he lived in them. But now you also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Therefore, we must put off all evil desires. No church member is perfect, but each can try to live a good and glorified life, glorifying our Father which is in heaven. Let us now pause here and go into the gospel of the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ identifies the truth in John 14, 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In John 3, 3, we listen into the conversation between Jesus Christ and Nicodemus. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The term again is important because God already knows we were born once of our physical parents. Hence, Jesus Christ relates in John 3, 7, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. God's word teaches us that we cannot gain entrance into heaven by good works. In Titus 3, 4 to 5, but after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man appeared not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. There is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. According to our human nature, we are described as being dead in trespasses and sins, alienated from the life of God or as not having life. Just as the body without life is declared physically dead, so a person separated from Jesus Christ, the Almighty God, is described in the Bible as being spiritually dead. Being dead in trespasses and sins, we cannot enter heaven. Our human lives is cleansed from sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we are then restored into fellowship with him. Jesus Christ came to bring mankind new life as addressed in John 10.10. 10. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. We then receive the blessing of peace, joy, and true happiness. Being born again, we receive new life in Christ Jesus, meaning a happier and fuller than the life we had before. Rebirth is a new spiritual start that God initiates and completes. We become new creatures in Christ Jesus, and apart from the spiritual rebirth, we remain outside of God's family. Jesus Christ provides his commandment to all mankind in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Being born of water means that we must go into water, being buried under the water, and then come up out of the water. Hence, the definition of the term baptism is to dip, to plunge, or immerse. Sprinkling? or pouring water over your person is not correct according to God's word. And being born of the Spirit means we must be filled with God's Holy Spirit 
as evidenced by speaking in the unknown tongue, to signify that we have received the infilling of God's Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38 provides this mandatory requirement. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 4.12 therefore confirms the saving name of Jesus Christ. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The name of the Father is Jesus, confirmed in John 5, 43. I am come in my Father's name, and he received me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. The name of the Son is Jesus, confirmed in Matthew 1, 21. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus, is confirmed in John 14, 26. Whom the Father will send in my name. God's word, therefore, confirms Jesus Christ is God's only saving name. And there is only one name, one baptism, one faith, one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one God, and Father of us all. Returning to today's sermon topic. Thirdly, the church could do without actions that emulate others and strive for the highest position. Nothing is more repugnant as members' actions that demonstrate that they are jockeying for position and prestige. Others today may not be able to receive recognition and quit the church because they refuse to take lower positions. Someone said there are four great articles in the Christian's creed, one of which is humility. Keep low and humble at the foot of the cross, and in due time the Lord will lift you up, for the way up is down first. The disciples had a dispute about who should be the greatest in God's kingdom. In Mark 9, 33-37, Jesus rebuked them. And he came to Capernaum, and being in the house, he asked them, What was it that he disputed among yourselves, by the way? But they held their peace. For by the way, they had disputed among themselves, Who should be the greatest? And he sat down and called the twelve, and said unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken up him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. Jesus Christ always hears and knows our every thought and move. He encourages mankind to be simple, teachable, and trustful. We must do our best in humble assignments, and we won't have to worry about being promoted. Fourthly, the church could do without people's actions with destructive criticism. There is a difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism. When we feel that there is something wrong in the church and we call another member outside to offer our criticism, that is destructive criticism. On the other hand, when we first seek out the pastor or leader and then take the issue to the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer, we can conclude that this is constructive criticism. Church leaders and members of the congregation are not perfect. Therefore, we shouldn't talk about the splinter in someone else's eye when there is a piece of timber in our own eye. Matthew 7, 3-5 advises accordingly, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? But considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite! First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, 
and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Someone also defined church membership as being comprised of four kinds of bones. One, the wishbones who spend their time wishing others would do the work. Second, the jaw bones who do a great deal of talking but little else. Third, the knuckle bones who knock everything other members do. And fourthly, the backbones who get under the load and do the work. The question is, which kind of bone member are you? Fifth, the church could do without. People's actions who are gossip mongers. <laughs> the Bible says the church will always have these kinds of people. James 3, 5 to 6 defines it this way. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue amongst our members that he divided the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Like a spark, one's tongue can cause great iniquity and mischief. It can stain our whole body and affect the course of nature, which can influence our lives and the lives around us. Such are those who pick up a little gossip, roll it under other tongues a few times, and enlarge it and set it on its way via telephone, letters, emails, websites. Paul highlights this action in Galatians 6, 1 to 2 and 5. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bury one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Six things that the church could do without. People's actions who say it can't be done. God's church is no place for human pessimism. We must always maintain a positive attitude towards God's mission on earth and believe that what he has promised to do, he will do. A spiritual example occurred with the dedication of our branch church in President Rojas, Mindanao, Cotabata, Philippines. Many stood by and said, how can these poor people build a church? They don't even have enough to feed themselves. However, the saints of God believed that the Lord Jesus Christ would fulfill his promise to build a house of worship and faithfully petitioned Jesus Christ through their daily prayers. After eight months, the building of the Lord's lighthouse in President Rojas was completed, and hence the President Rojas branch was filled to overflowing on the day of dedications on Saturday, April the 22nd, 1995. This once-in-a-lifetime event enabled the Apostolic Faith Church in Hawaii to have its second branch church outside the boundaries of the United States, thus fulfilling another significant historical milestone. The contractor for our complex was our own, Liazan Pastor Clifford J. Swartz, who then became our senior pastor of the Coast of Alta Branch Church, again, who is the Liazan Pastor at this present time. His expertise and services was volunteered to the Lord Jesus Christ without compensation. His dedication and unselfish efforts proved that the Lord Jesus Christ will fulfill his promises when we believe and put our shoulders to the gospel wheel. Hence, we know that with God, all things are possible because he owns all the gold, silver, and cattle upon a thousand hills. Seventh, the church could, things that the church could do without, actions of lazy people. An ox and a mule work together. One day, the ox decided that he would not go to work. Therefore, he remained in the barn. The night he said to the mule, did the boss say anything about my not working today? The mule answered, no, he didn't say anything. But I noticed that he had a long talk with the butcher on the way home. Laziness is not a God-given attribute in the Bible. 
In fact, you'll find in the Bible that he called only busy people into his service to preach, to teach, and to pray. To get something done, don't ask anyone who is idle or lazy. Always ask a busy person, and he or she will get it done. Proverbs 19.24 exalts, A slothful man hideth his hand in his own bosom, and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Certain people are too lazy to come to church, to attend prayer service, and to get involved in the church choir, orchestra, band, and so forth. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 declares, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Eighth, things that the church could do without, people with overly sensitive actions. Certain men and women are mature in age, have good common sense, and yet they force others to walk on pins and needles, lest they see something that will hurt their feelings. James 3, 1-2 advises, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. No one is perfect, and therefore we must not carry hurt feelings against one another. We should forgive others as Jesus Christ forgave his enemies. Let us then put Jesus Christ first in our lives and serve our fellow members in the church, and then we'll be ready to respond to the Lord Jesus Christ when he calls up saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And to our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Closing the program, the church band will play the song entitled, I've Believed the True Report.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.